Hello again. What is up, Benjamin? Not too much. Just another Thursday afternoon in Berlin. Yeah, how was, tell me about yesterday. How did you spend yesterday? <laughs> Thanks for asking. You exactly know how I spent yesterday because you were part of it. Yeah, we had the yeah. first, um, let's say, business trip since, for me, I think it was Q1 last year. Uh, we didn't didn't go too far. Went to Munich and tested some interesting sports tech stuff. Actually, which which was your last trip? Where where did you go last for work? Was it was it the US or did you go somewhere after that? I think there was another trip to Barcelona or something. I think it was the Euroleague fan experience. Ah, right. Event. I think yeah. it was the last one. <clears throat> so it's been yeah. Easy. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. I did yeah. later, right? Sorry? We'll get back to that Munich trip a bit later. Exactly. This is the, the teaser. Yeah, we had a great day in Munich, but we right now we are gonna talk about sports tech news as always. Ta da the top five of the week. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Anything that we have to talk about before we jump right in? I don't think so. I think anybody who knows, well, okay, 30 seconds, uh, as always, every week, Ben and I will cover five stories in the world of sports tech that we really like and try to present it in a way that it makes sense to you. That is the objective of the show and counting down from five to our top story. Cool. Then let's jump right in. Topic number five is this news that we have come across um, last week, during the last week. It's about Benfica Lisbon. Yeah, see you around. Um, um, announcing that they have what is actually the first 5G stadium in Portugal. And we would like to explain why that is important for you as a fan of football or some other sports, because we believe that we're going to see a lot of those announcements in the near to mid future. Um, 5G is a new telecommunication standard. And why is that important for us? Um, imagine, I mean, I'm sure you've been in that situation. You're somewhere in the stadium. There's a nice goal. You want to, I don't know, call a friend or, or send the video that you took from that goal to a friend. And what typically happens, it does, it, uh, what typically happens is that it doesn't work, right? Because connectivity is not good in a stadium because the current telecommunication standards are not good enough. With 5G, this is hints that more people people can, uh, can access the, the internet while being in a stadium and also that the speed is much better. Um, and while that sounds like, like more like a technicality, this is actually really important because it enables a bunch of new and cool things. Um, first of all, you can finally send that video to a friend of yours, which is good. But it also means that, for example, you can um, like you, you can watch the game while it's happening on your phone. You might say, "Okay, I'm I'm seeing the game with my with my eyes because it's in front of me." But I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you also have been in a situation where you've been on one side of the stadium and the action is happening on the other side, and then you finally can see that that corner kick or whatever uh, much better on your phone or you will have some immersive experiences where you uh, hold up your phone and then you see some stats of the game or some other kind of information. Uh, you can better place live bets on the game and all those kind of things um, come to you as a fan, but also from, let's say, an official perspective, from a team perspective, it brings up some new possibilities like player analysis, communicating with staff members and all that kind of stuff. So. Long story short, even though this might sound like a small news, uh, we believe that it's going to change the life experience in stadiums. 
And there's, of course, a bunch of opportunities that will, will have to be discovered. So we don't even know where this will ultimately lead to. And I'm at the end of me talking about this. And then I'm realizing that I did not bring up this beautiful caption that says, Benfica has Portugal's first 5G stadium. Um, Ron, um, I don't know. I'm, I know you're a football aficionado. Do you see yourself using your phone during the game? Or do you think that's, that's a no-go? Oh, for sure. I, I mean... 5G in the stadium is something that I've been waiting for. In fact, I bought a 5G phone when I went to India for exactly this reason. Like I'm dying to use, uh, I have the opportunity to use 5G in a deeper way. I mean, just being connected on Deutsche Telekom's 5G network makes no difference to me. The YouTube video loads as maybe slightly faster than before. But seeing these experiences in Stadia and, and having all those kind of cool interactions is what I'm looking forward to do. Uh, and hopefully it'll happen soon. Hopefully soon. By the way, we have our first comment in the chat section, just to, to let you know, wherever you're watching uh, LinkedIn Live, YouTube, Twitch, you can interact with us. So Rakesh is saying hi to you. He's saying Namaskara. And Namaskara to you, Rakesh. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I would have expected a guten tag or something, but uh, I, I see the good intention, uh, Rakesh. Thanks. No, so but much. actually what I love is that he's dropped a Benj. Like, Benj. Not, not even Benji, like Benj. Be oh, it's a Benj. <laughs> whatever um topic number four is uh yours right yeah exactly and i'm okay. gonna go straight into it uh and it's a nice little story about nike and home court home court uh for those who might not be familiar with it i have a very good way for you to be familiar with it just go to our youtube channel hellosportstech.com slash sorry youtube.com slash hellosportstech which you're probably watching uh it on right now in case you're on linkedin Go check out there. Why? Because we did a review video for Home Court. It was one of the first few videos that we did. Um, if, uh, so if you're familiar with it already, Home Court is basically drills uh, for various sports, starting with basketball. They also do it for football. One of the coolest companies out there, they use AR to create better drills that you can practice by yourself. Um, what they announced is a partnership with Nike and specifically with Kylie Irving. So there will be some drills on the app that I guess Kyrie has designed or he used to do himself that you uh, as a user can you as a user do now. I mean, introducing fundamentals with Kyrie. These are some really cool, interesting drills that they have launched in conjunction with HomeCourt. Just making it deeper and, as I said, masterclass style for you at home. Very interestingly, also, they have dropped some digital collectibles. This is such a topical thing as Ben will love to get, will love to like bite your ears off. Uh, but it's all interesting because he reads so much about it. Um, but it's a really cool topic. I mean, it's another idea. And this one specifically is converting the Kyrie 7 collection, his shoe collection with Nike, into digital collectibles. And interestingly, you can perform tasks like complete those drills that you do on the Home Court app to earn points to earn the digital collectible. So they're creating a little ecosystem around it as well. Ben, what do you think? Uh, more digital collectibles or uh, you're just excited about having some classes from Kylie? <laughs> I'm not sure if there's anything that Kylie can, uh, Kylie, Kyrie can teach me. <laughs> Kylie, maybe. I maybe don't know. Kylie can teach me. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie Minogue, I would, I would sign up for any classes she gave. Speaking about Kyrie Irving. I'll be back to the 90s music topic, Ron. Last week we had yes. Brandy Monica. Yes, Brandy. Dude, Kylie and me go way back. Yeah. Can't get you out of my head, Kylie. Please. For, if Kylie Minogue is watching this somehow. Boy, boy, boy. 
Okay, no, 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 back, back to Kyrie. Yes, um, what I find interesting is that this is not just another feature of someone bringing content in, but it's the, the commerce angle and also the, 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 the point angle. That is super interesting. Uh, to be honest, I haven't checked it um, yet, but those collectibles, are they really non-fungible tokens or is it just... Exactly. Is well, it I, they, have, they haven't used the words NFT anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I, they're probably not built on blockchain technology. I can't imagine that Homecourt is re-engineering all of that. They're probably just some uh, cards that they've produced, um, which they will sell. But I'm not sure. They haven't used the, the word NFT in anywhere in that article. But I mean, if, if I'm a, if I'm a Kyrie fan, not a Kali fan, uh, then I would be tempted. I think. I mean, uh, I can I can get drills from one of my idols, someone I like. Then I get rewarded with some some cool digital collectibles. So I think that is that is. A powerful mechanism for the younger generation, especially. Yeah, I agree. It's a nice little ecosystem. Yeah, and on on the collectibles topic, I think next um, topic comes in quite handy. Um, before I dive into this, let me once again let you know that NiftySports.co is our new platform where we talk about everything in NFTs and sports. Highly recommend. All right, then let's get to the next topic, which is actual NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Not going to explain it in detail. Short version is that it's uh, it's digital collectibles um, that are not interchangeable. So one is not like the other. That's the easy explanation. And there were, was big news last week uh, because we all heard about um, NBA Top Shot being super successful with the NBA, as the name already says. Soraya being super successful in European football with all the licenses they have from the big clubs like Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Liverpool, and all those others. And it was just a matter of time. Thank you, Ron, for bringing up the, <laughs> the caption. Um, somehow this is, this is not my thing today. Um, yeah, but the, the, the main news is that the MLB is entering this, this NFT game now as well. It was just a matter of time. There were rumors already that all the big leagues basically are discussing of how to do this. Now um, the announcement is out. MLB is gonna do it together with Tops. Tops, I, I guess most of you know, have been the provider for all those physical cards for I don't know how many years, but I think 20, 30 years or something. And they're gonna do it in partnership with Wax. So Wax is bringing in the blockchain technology experience. So this is also the, the blockchain that it's gonna run on. Tops are the experts for, um, for those cards. And the MLB is bringing in, of course, the rights and, and the content. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's actually going to launch soon. This is what it's going to look like. No surprises there, I would assume. Uh, you can get those packs, uh, cheaper packs, more expensive packs. And I think they're going to launch something like April 20th or something. I cannot find it right here. Oh, yeah, April 20th. So. Be aware that this is actually a really, really interesting once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, potentially, because uh, this is basically NBA Top Shot launching from many or a couple months ago. Now, this is the very first series of the MLB digital collectibles available. That moment does not come back anymore, right? So if you're into digital collectibles, if you're maybe also into MLB, uh, this is going to be a big thing in the next coming days. Um, uh, you can already register. And uh, yeah, then April 20th, I'm really, really curious how, how stable the servers are going to be, 
how the the sign up process is going to work and uh, yeah if, if people can actually get those packs because i imagine that lots of people want to buy them um yeah that is all i have to say about this news ron i'm i think we it's fair to say that both of us are not too much into baseball correct me if i'm wrong but um knowing that this is the very first series for the mlb would you be tempted to finally buy an nft as well uh, again as well ah um that's an interesting question i, I was going to ask how how many, how many hours are you prepared to spend in the queue but I, <laughs> I know that you will spend a few will i actually do this um I mean, imagine I mean, the fact that I'm taking the fact that I'm taking so long to answer clearly means that I'm not particularly enthused by it already. It's not like I'm raring to. Um, maybe I'll hit refresh a couple of times after, but I probably won't put in any effort to buy one, which means I probably won't get one. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like my kind of thing. I mean, I'm well, interested from a news and and everything perspective, but for myself, maybe, I don't know. also not from a financial perspective because we all know what happens with all the pack drops in NBA and somewhere else. You that's, just buy it. Yeah, that's the only reason I would be even mildly interested um, to see if, but I, again, because I'm not such a big baseball fan, I really can't connect uh, with the sport as much. So I don't know which, what I'm getting, which real player I'm getting. One of those things. Uh, maybe I'll just go hit refresh a couple of times. If I get something great, if I don't, I'm not really. I can tell you personally, no investment advice here. I'm going to try to get as many of those packs as possible. It's the first ever one. They cost five bucks and hundred bucks. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to buy it and see what, what's what's coming out of it. Best of luck. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Take the next one, my friend. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Next up, we have a story about what is happening with betting and the NBA. Now, the NBA has been very good about getting close to betting, you have to say. Um, they launched NBA BetStream as part of their um, NBA Digital Pass. Um, where they have a, like a dedicated digital broadcast for betting. They had a partnership with SimpleBet where they announced in-game uh, betting activity. Um, they had another partnership with some social platforms. All of this is news that if you've been a regular watcher of this show, you would have known already. Um, but today, what we're going to talk about is ESPN announcing their first NBA dedicated broadcast. So what ESPN is doing is basically they're converting a show which was called The Daily Wager, um, which was basically a betting news and information show uh, that they were hosting. And they are now going to make that or basically convert that show into as part of the NBA broadcast. So there'll be a pregame show for a bunch of NBA games. Um, there will be predictions. Uh, the the uh, experts who are on The Daily Wager show will become the commentators uh, on the NBA broadcast. They will have predictions, as I said, uh, pre-game show, halftime show, a bunch of custom graphics. Like the whole broadcast is geared towards betting. Um, yeah, I mean, this integration of betting and uh, and sports gets deeper and deeper. And as as always, as we have seen in so many areas, including Tom Short, including their partnerships, including the digitization of media content from the NBA, uh, which has happened over the last 10 years, the NBA is clearly a leader in this space. And the other leagues, for sure, will follow suit soon. Ben, would you watch uh, a dedicated betting dedicated? And I, I know you like to play with other stuff, but would you bet or have do you sports bet? Uh, I've done it a bit more in the past. I mean, I never put much money into it. It was more like it was more like a game to me. So I, I never did it to 
to to win or lose money just to, to for the thrill. Uh, so to answer your question, yes, of course I would, uh, and I'm super interested how how they're gonna how they're gonna moderate this, what kind of information they're giving. So I'm I'm really curious to see. Um, but yeah. just one one other thing, I think it's not nice that you're that you're cutting uh, James Harden uh, so much in that. Oh. Sorry, let's, give it, let's let's show his face fully. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think he's playing an exceptional season, so yeah, that's much better. Um, there you go. From the 14th of April, ESPN Plus and ESPN Two to carry it up. So go. I'm I'm super super curious, and I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm wondering what it would do to me. Is it like one of those home shopping <laughs> channels that that <laughs> makes you want to bet, or how do they set it up? I mean, I expect it to be very American, very salesy. So I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I think too. I think I, I could really see myself getting deeper into sports betting. I can because I'm so close to fantasy and I enjoy that so much. It's not so much of a jump uh, to expand that. I've never really played with American sports. Maybe I would stick with football, but yeah, it's something that I could I could see myself. Watching. I think you're exactly the guy they want to get. Um, you like <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. You're not in, uh, investing any money, throwing any money in. You are the one they want to get. So let's see. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah absolutely. Good point. Yeah. Like with those eyes here, yeah, then you know what happens. <laughs> and like pulling, I lost all my money, man. I need a loan from Sportstack X. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it's all gone. The beard is he taking all the money. Okay. <laughs> the beard. Right. Fantastic. Um, all right. Um, coming to our top topic of today. Uh, we're going to elaborate a bit on that one. And this time I'm bringing up the Captions. Uh, last week we spoke about tonal and tempo, two home out, at home working, at home workout devices. That's what I wanted to say. Um, very successful in the market already. Big investment rounds. Really interesting. And the interesting, other interest, interesting thing is that this week we have witnessed two announcements of new at home workout devices that we wanted to share with you. And we believe that there is something in there that I'm going to discuss with Ron in a minute. So first of all, there is this um, this um, retro fitness gym chain in the US that is now also offering at home workout devices, which I find really interesting. So it's a little pivot from we are a gym with I don't know how many uh, different uh, studios they have. I think it's somewhere in here. Probably cannot find it anymore. Ah, here, um, a fitness franchise with more than 120 gyms. Of course, they had a hard time because of COVID. And now they launched this bike here, which is the Cobra Plus. You do not find much information on it yet. So if you go to their website, let me quickly do this. <clears throat> Most of the content that you see is about the gym, which is not so interesting for us. Only if you click here and then click on that link, there is a sign up page saying, hey, coming soon. Uh, but I've read a few articles on this. So um, what is the interesting thing is that it's way cheaper than, for example, like a Peloton. And it looks very much like a Peloton, obviously. I think it comes at 1,200 bucks. So I think, I don't know, um, at least half or a third of the price for Peloton. And what they said in the press release is that I think the monthly membership is 64 US dollars. So also cheaper than Peloton. Um, so we believe that this is um, yeah one of the many uh, companies that is trying to to get some market share from from Peloton in a cheaper price segment, something that's typically happening. And I mean, it's it's similar to Apple being the premium um, smartphone company, uh, Android phones being a bit cheaper typically. So we believe there's going to be like a like like a second player in that market. 
The other interesting launch that we have seen this week is from Europe, actually. I'm not saying anything wrong, but I think they are from Norway. Is the launch of the Play Pulse One, which is a gaming bike. And here it gets interesting. And I think I should just scroll to, to the video that they have here. I think this is a really nice one. So this looks exactly like a video game, right? I mean, you're, you're driving around, you're capturing a flag. I think sometimes you're shooting and whatnot. So a proper video game like all of us uh, like to enjoy from time to time. But the interesting thing is that you entirely steer it with your body, basically. So this is, this is the bike. And in order to move forward, you have to uh, be active on the, on the bike. And let me see if I find this here somewhere. They really have like, like a like a joypad. I don't I find don't find it at the moment. A joypad built onto the bike. I don't know. Yeah, here. So this is what it looks like where you where you grab the bike. So it looks like I don't know a PlayStation controller or something. Really, really interesting. So it combines gaming with workout and this is where i like to bring ron back to the stage and discuss that a little bit with him um, i mean we've been in munich yesterday doing something in that in that ballpark right um what do you think about it i think this is this could be the start of a really interesting trend and that's why actually we wanted to talk about this is the top story of the day i mean sure as a story it just sounds like a launch of a couple of startups but i think this could like more and more Crypto startups are talking about gamification as like a key, like a key tenet of their new strategy about how they're going to acquire new new customers. And I think this idea of gamification of sports or fitness rather could easily become like an, a fitness-related esports because these are really high-tech games, some very cool ones. I mean, some the stuff that we played yesterday, like the the flying stuff, or uh, even some of the games that Playpals has, like those are could be easily become complicated games, um, like even the first-person shooter stuff. So the idea of esports not being just some guy sit, sat at a computer, but actually physically being involved themselves. So fitness and gaming come, coming together, I, I see like a physical esports league of some sort very easily in our near future. I think that's going to be the perfect marriage of um, two very interesting technologies, fitness and esports. Fully agree. And fun story is like um, four years ago, I think it was one of my first ever sports tech conferences. I went to Helsinki to smash Helsinki. Shout out to, to the guys there. Um, I met with PlayPulse and back then I already yep. liked it. And I think for, for, for the time back then it was maybe too early, but I think now with the relaunch with the new PlayPulse one, I think timing is really good and fully agree with you. I mean, combining fun gaming with, with activity, I think that's, that's a good, definitely a good approach. Yeah, we had uh, we had PlayPulse in our, I think it was a 2020 European report, early in team. Yeah, I mean they've been doing some very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, we had them there as well. I think we, we have. But I don't know if they came on our radar, like on our sports tech radar. Probably not. But yeah, I mean this has been a company on our radar for a while. It's a really cool one. Cool. Um, one thing before we come to the next topic, we have a question in the chat uh, through LinkedIn, and I will probably have a hard time to say his name properly, but I would say he's. Unao Pepo, Pepo, hopefully, I don't know. Um, he's Adu, asking, we call him Adu. Thanks, thanks, Adu. Adu, thank you. Uh, he's asking, do you see European football leagues following suit with what ESPN is doing with betting broadcasts? So, coming back to the topic that we had before, Ron, your take? 
Yeah, I'm not so sure, Adu, to be honest. Um, Europe and betting have had this kind of love-hate relationship where the sports teams kind of really love the money that comes in from betting. There are a lot of sports teams, including Real Madrid, who had B-Win on their shirt for a long time. I think at one point, nine out of 20 uh, Premier League teams had a betting sponsor visible on their shirt, either small or big. Um, and then we saw that trend kind of die down simply because, and this is purely a social thing, betting and sports don't go so well in, in Europe. Um, Germany, France, uh, Spain to an extent, which, which is why those betting parlors and betting rooms if you ever traveled around these cities are like this quiet, black, kind of covered up rooms. That's where sports betting happens. So will betting go mainstream? That Because what you're talking about is with broadcasters, will they help bring it mainstream? I'm not so sure yet. I'm not so sure. I think there will be a point in time where this conversation will become more lively, especially from the sports teams, leagues, where if the US does it and executes it well, which all indicators are that it will happen. Because there's so much infrastructure, all the leagues, all the players, everybody's invested in betting. Once Europe sees the money really come into the game, I think you might have a louder movement towards something like this. But right now, probably not. Don't, don't expect anything anytime soon is what I would say. I would mostly agree, um, especially if it works in the US, then uh, we in Europe will be like, oh, wait a minute, maybe we should do that as well. And um, I would assume that leagues and clubs are uh, slow movers here. Uh, so what I, my take is what's going to happen is that some content creators are going to take over. So you're going to see some some formats on, on YouTube, Twitch, wherever, where a bunch of guys and ladies will do a similar format, will be super successful with it, and um, then you have similar content. So. Uh, if I would have to uh, bet today, I would say yes, it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not ESPN, but uh, privately, yeah. I agree. All right. Um, coming to the next topic, it's me again. Wow. Now I'm struggling with... Uh, yeah. With um, while you set that up, yeah. we are going to talk about what we did yesterday. And this I'm super excited about. So we don't have a video ready to review because we were just on Easter break for the last, uh, uh, yeah, I can see myself coming up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is what this is what we were doing yesterday. Um, ben and I were in Munich um, testing one of those devices, Ikaros. Ben, how did you feel? Uh, I felt good because I was observing at least this part. Um, when... <laughs> Uh, no, it was a fun day. I mean, we, we visited two very cool companies with interesting, very interesting products. Uh, fun with balls. Shout out to Marcos and the team and Icaros, uh, yeah, Miki and the team. Fabulous time. We're going to publish those those videos sometime soon. Uh, and we just want to give you a little glimpse into what happened yesterday. And uh, before I play the video, I just want you to have the word Polaroid picture in your mind. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious about this myself. I don't know what he's talking about. So this is Ron balancing this Ecoros board. It's called Cloud uh, with his body. And I mean, the, the the video itself is a bit shaky. But let me tell you, that guy on that cloud was was shaking himself. <laughs> so Ron, yeah, what, I mean, so I don't know if you can see, but there's a screen over there that I'm looking at, which is I'm basically following instructions and I'm doing a full fitness workout. Like my core is fully engaged. Um, yeah, it was really good. Cool. It was just a short video, but he 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 was shaking. He was shaking, and I tested it as well. Uh, fortunately, it's not on 
on video, but it's it's amazing. And it's especially like with your core, you get really good work out there. Yeah, that was a really good one. I mean, the Icarus device, especially the Icarus Home, which you have to watch uh, uh, on our uh, channel when it launches that video. I mean, that was really cool. Like you really felt like you were in a sci-fi movie with the VR glasses and you were flying through stuff. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to these videos. More coming soon on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. All right. Yeah. We're getting closer to the 30-minute mark. Why don't you close it off with uh, the last news? Yeah, exactly. And as always, every week we close with a plus one of the week, our interesting story that we found. And this one literally broke a few hours ago. Uh, I got the notification this morning. Um, and there is a report that Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Zlatan, the Zlatan, could be facing a ban in football. Why? Because of something we were talking about earlier, betting, Adu. This is the implications. This is the results of what happens with betting because there are, I mean, it's pretty obvious. If a player has a stake in a betting company, which is the case here. So as you can see from the little blurb I've highlighted uh, section, Ibrahimovic's company, Unknown AB, owns 10% of a gambling website called BetHard. Yeah, UEFA has been super, super clear about their regulations. Um, and the... Ibra, I mean, it's unlikely he'll actually get the three-year ban. The range is from $100,000 up to a three-year ban. So likelihood of him getting a three-year ban, I would guess, is low right now because of a couple of reasons. So the way the story broke is interesting. Apparently, there was a conversation. The CEO of Bethard was on some sort of podcast or something, and he kind of just blurted out, like kind of show off a bit that Ibra was his investor. And then that story broke. And Bethard had previously, if I can show you, kind of like been tweeting about Ibra and had yeah, posting news about him. This is a tweet from them in 2018. Um, I, I don't know what my screen is. Some funny stuff, as always. But yeah, that's a tweet from them from them from 2018. Um, so they, they had some connections with Ibra, but it wasn't public knowledge uh, that he had made this investment. This kind of just broke a few hours ago. This is uh, another piece that they had tweeted. Now, Ibrahimovic, at the age of 39, who has been absolutely smashing it in La Liga. Uh, yeah, my, sorry, my screen is doing some funny stuff again. But who has been smashing it in La Liga is um, he's up for a new contract. In fact, Milan was supposed to, I think, was supposed to get signed this week. And Milan was announced he's had a fantastic season for them, 15 goals already. Um, and he was supposed to get a new contract, and this news broke. So how it will affect his contract negotiations and how it will affect his the rest of his career, I don't know he's already 39, but I don't know how much of a career he's going to have left in Italy. All because of some stake in some betting company, which it's not clear yet when he took it, because remember, Ibra has been retired before, and he's come back a couple of times. So did he make the investment after he was announced the retirement? And is it this back and forth? This story is yet to develop. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the cases where I'm like, okay, it, it's a bit stupid to do something like this because it's so obvious that it will get get him in trouble, right? Yeah, I, I think I think it's a combination of a couple of things. Either Ibra didn't believe that his name would come up um, clearly, or yeah, he just thought it was a sponsorship deal because I think you could be a you could be a brand ambassador but not an owner. I don't know. Like I said, the, the lines are pretty blurry, but all because of betting. So the impact of betting in sports in, in Europe is uh, still to be seen. 
Um, and w wasn't there some news uh, from from the US as well that that uh, the players will get some gambling education or something? Yeah, that too. Chicago Fire. Um, thanks, Ben. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think more and more teams are educating their uh, players. The Chicago Fire have done this as well, where they're actually holding um, courses or classes to talk to their players about what is good protocol and how to, in relation, especially with in the US, because there's so much content that's going to come out and so much content that's going to explore the positions of players and what they say will be important. Um, yeah, so they're going to be educated on what they can do, what they can't do, uh, what they can say in public versus what they can't. Things like team news, uh, information. We covered a story a few weeks ago about fantasy and, and Aston Villa, uh, the Aston Villa players, um, and they leaked a bit of information inadvertently. So yeah, there's going to be some some tricky lines that will get crossed. Um, yeah. Sorry. I just said I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear more more about this, even though teams are doing lots of education. There's always some guys who mess it up at some point. Yeah, exactly. Just looking at a comment from Adu, uh, he said, I think you mean Serie A, not La Liga. If I was talking about Ibra and Bamistik said La Liga. Yeah, of course, he's in Serie A, Milan is in Italy. Thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah. Is there anything else besides mentioning again that we have this fabulous niftysports.co platform talking about any, everything about NFTs and sports? No, I think we are good. That was another episode wrapped up. Cool. Then this is a wrap and see you again next week at the same time. Cheers, guys. Ciao.